0: hello and welcome back to break your budget the podcast my name is michaela and I am your host we are back today with another podcast episode today's theme is going to be spring cleaning your finances so it's the beginning of a new month it's the beginning it's the beginning of April the beginning of spring and honestly I don't think there's ever been a better time to just go through what you've been doing see what's working get a little bit organized if you follow me on instagram I posted a couple of things about like, quarterly resets quarterly reviews so this goes hand in hand with that but it takes it a little bit further beyond just like reviewing your budget or your plan specifically so i'm really excited to dive into this i have a lot of things to say but i want to start with a little bit of housekeeping first being if you like this podcast please 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 go leave me a review on apple podcasts it helps push out my podcast to more people If you've been listening for a while, you know that I am doing my best to make this podcast a little bit more of a thing. I've been super, super consistent. There has not been a Wednesday of 2022 that I have not uploaded a podcast episode. We're now on YouTube. So if you're listening to this and you want to go watch it on YouTube, please do. If you are watching this on YouTube, please make sure you're subscribed to my channel, like, and comment on this video. And yeah, I'm gonna stop plugging myself now. Uh, A little bit more of housekeeping stuff. So, um, as you all know, I'm working on building out my YouTube channel. I'm actually filming a week in the life this week, which I'm excited to share. I have a lot of really fun updates coming next week. So not in this episode this week, but you'll hear it in next week's episode for sure. But if again, if you follow me on Instagram. Um, you'll get the updates earlier on in the week before Wednesday, but I am filming a week in my life. This is going to be the first one. It's definitely weird filming like what I'm doing. Um, I feel like I spend a lot of time in my room and I'm noticing that now as I'm filming stuff and I'm like, okay, I need to, you know, get out of here. So yeah, but it's just kind of the reality of working from home is I, my desk is in here and my computer and my whole setup is in here. So by nature, I do spend a lot of time in my room, but I'm trying to be better about getting out at the end of the workday and leaving my apartment and doing things. Um, my roommate and I take tennis lessons, so we're doing that tomorrow, which I'm excited for, and have a fun weekend ahead and lots going on. So stay tuned because there's some fun stuff coming. If you have any ideas or you wanna make a guess, feel free to guess in the comments or send me a DM and guess. If anybody gets it right, I'll pick someone someone who gets it right and I'll give you a free personal finance dashboard. But if you don't, send me a DM or a comment and I don't see it, then I can't enter you in. So sorry about that. But if you guess right, maybe you'll get a free PFD. Um, Okay, so moving into the bulk of this episode, because I'm going to try and keep this to 30 minutes. We'll see if I can do it. It's already been almost four minutes of me just rambling, so probably not. Um, but I guess that's kind of the theme of this whole, my whole podcast is, um, I just like to say whatever I'm thinking. I don't script these out too much. I do. And I talk about this in my the week in my life video. Um, I don't, I script out a framework of what I want to say, but I kind of just like to let it rip and see what I talk about as it comes out. Maybe that's not the best strategy for podcasts, but I feel like so many podcasts are so scripted, and I also feel like so many podcasts are all focused around guests, and I kind of like to have solo episodes. I really enjoyed having guests on the podcast for the last couple of episodes. I brought on Austin Hankwitz, so you should go watch that one, and I also brought on Josh from the Credit Brothers. Really informative episodes, also really cool, but I do like solo episodes, honestly. So I think I'm going to bring guests on like once a month, maybe I want to bring my sister on to talk about wedding planning and, um, the price of a wedding and all things budgeting for a wedding. So I'm going to do that soon because I'm going home. My sister is also coming out to California for a week very soon. So I'm really excited about that and I'm going to hope that we can sit down and record a podcast. I don't know if she's going to be down to be filmed. So TBD, if that one ends up on YouTube, but we'll see. But anyways, going back to what I was saying, the meat of this episode is spring cleaning your finances. So it's the beginning of a new month. It's the beginning of April. It's the beginning of a new season, and it's time to just check in. I don't know about you, but I love the whole spring cleaning thing. I love like resetting my apartment. I love deep cleaning. It's the most satisfying thing ever. I'm really hoping to actually do that very soon, if not this week, then next it always feels so good, and I always feel so good after I do it, and everything feels nice and fresh. So I'm really excited to do that in my apartment, but your finances are another area of your life that absolutely deserve to be spring cleaned, and honestly, they should be spring cleaned every single year. I think that you should be doing some type of spring cleaning every season um, at the beginning of every quarter just because... Things in your life change, and sometimes we don't take the time or dedicate the time to going through things as thoroughly as we should because it's overwhelming or because we don't have a set plan of exactly what we need to do, so then we just don't do it. I don't know about you, but I really operate in like a very strict to-do list kind of format. If it's not on my to-do list, I probably am going to forget about it. So having a spring cleaning list of like things to do, questions to ask, um. T's to cross, I's to dot, you know, that kind of thing, then it just makes it feel a little less intimidating. And it also, it can be a pretty quick exercise. Um, It doesn't need to be this long drawn out thing. If you have a plan, it becomes a lot easier. So I'm going to go through all of my different things, I guess, for you to do for spring cleaning. I think I have six or seven of them that we're going to walk through. Um, so if you're listening to this at your desk, pull up your PFD or your budgeting tool because you're going to need it. And if you're not listening to this at your desk, like if you're out walking, um, just take some notes, keep things in mind or bring this back up when you are inside and can kind of work through this, because there are a lot of things, um, that you're going to want to do. And again, having a list just makes everything easier. So let's jump right in the first thing for you to do in this spring cleaning process is to review all of your financial goals. So when you have long-term financial goals, which hopefully at the beginning of the year, again, if you've been following me for a bit, you went through the 2022 planning process um, and we set long-term financial goals. If you have not done that yet, you can do that now. I have all of the stuff on my Instagram, so make sure you go check that out. Um, there's a guide called 2022 planning, and it will walk you through all the different steps of putting together your plan. It's evergreen. You can apply it at any point in your life. I just like to do things at the beginning of the year cause it's nice and clean, but when you have long-term financial goals, you can work backwards and break them into like shorter goals. So midterm goals and then annual goals. So that's what we're working on right now is annual goals that ideally ladder up to a longer term financial goal or an annual goal that you set at the beginning of the year for something you wanted to accomplish, you know, maybe this year or next. Pull up your goals and look at them, okay? Do they still apply to your life? Are they still relevant? This is a big one because I think that sometimes we set out these big lofty goals at the beginning of the year because, you know, everybody's in that new year, new me kind of mode. And, you know, as the the year goes on, Things in your life change, priorities change, and those goals may not be relevant anymore or applicable to your life. So a good example of this was me last year. So I entered 2021 full-blown planning to buy a condo in Boston. You know, one year later, here I am recording this podcast in Los Angeles, so that didn't happen, but... Um, But you know, once I got to like March, April timeframe, I kind of realized maybe this wasn't a goal that I wanted to do anymore and that's okay. So what I did was I reevaluated that goal. I looked at, okay, what did I accomplish up until this point? And what am I gonna do going forward to realign this money to recalibrate my life and my plan towards what I actually wanted to accomplish? So if you set out goals at the beginning of the year, now is a really great time to just look at them and see if they still make sense for your life. Are they still something that you wanna work towards? Do you wanna change them around a bit? Maybe you want to extend the timeline or maybe you wanna shorten it up because you're pretty close to accomplishing it. Maybe, you know, the nature of that goal changed. I don't know. It's all based on your own life. But I think an important thing to keep in mind here is that, Goals are meant to change and your life is meant to change and your goals should fit your life. So it's totally normal if you set a goal at the beginning of the year and it just doesn't make sense anymore. It's normal and it's okay and it should happen because I would hope that since January to now, things in your life have changed, that you're not just staying stagnant, that you're you know making better decisions for your life based on your life circumstances throughout the year. So take some time to go back and look through your annual goals and make adjustments, whether that be extending a timeline. So that means you're going to be changing what you're contributing or putting towards that goal every month. It could be adding in new goals. It could be removing goals. What does that look like for you and your circumstance? So that's step number one. This kind of ladders into my next spring cleaning action item, which is reviewing your financial plan in general. So I'm going to plug it here because I just think that having this kind of tool is so important for this process, but I use the PFD because it has like a full annual planning tab where I can look at how I've planned out my dollars for the full year and how everything is tracking month over month. So like what I planned for my spending each month, did I actually, you know, spend that way or did things change in where it literally points those things out for you. So I really love it. Again, you can get this feature in an app, although I don't know if it's the same on a full year basis, definitely on a monthly basis. Um, But that's why I really like the PFD. I'm a visual person. I like to see everything in one place and like on one screen. So I use my spreadsheet to do that. And basically I'm looking at my plan in general and I'm looking at, okay, what does my income look like? Is my income you know, working for me? Are there things that I could do to increase my income? Am I planning out a consistent income? Is my income going to be consistent for me specifically? Like my business or my job income is consistent, but my business income is so variable every single month that, you know, I don't know how much I'm going to be saving every month because it could be a thousand dollars or it could be $10,000. Like it just depends on the time that I get paid from different brands. you know how many dashboards I sell. There are so many different factors. It, it definitely has a lot to do with you know how my socials perform that month. If I have a video go viral on TikTok, usually that translates into more sales. So it just is so variable for me um, that it can be hard to plan out my business income. Um, I have a baseline, but. I think it's important to go through and look at your income for the last three months. Is there any type of consistency? Is there an average? Especially if you run your own business or if you have a side hustle and you use your side hustle income for savings, go back and look at what you're, what you're pulling in on a monthly basis. Um, the next part of your plan to review are your expenses, obviously. So for your essential expenses, is what you're planning accurate? Is what you're planning realistic? Um, are your, are your essential expenses changing on a monthly basis? So obviously like you have rent or your mortgage or whatever, and those things are consistent. You know what you're going to be paying, but for other stuff like groceries or utilities, um, or gas, like obviously the gas situation is a little bit weird right now. Go in and look at what you're spending and is what you're planning for the rest of the year you know, realistic based on the current economic environment. Are you maybe moving? So maybe your rent is going to change. Um, those kinds of things are really important to keep in mind and same with your non-essential spending. So how have you been spending over the last couple of months? Do you like the way you're spending? Are there things that you could tweak to help you either save more or to spend in better alignment with like the things that make you happy, um, the things that you actually enjoy and like in your life. Go back and look at those. Really, 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 really important. Um, I always say to do this on a weekly and a monthly basis. If you've followed me for a bit, you know I always post my weekly money routine. I always do a monthly money routine. I have a quarterly routine that I'm doing now and that kind of goes into this whole entire spring cleaning thing. So go back and look at what your spending is and make adjustments for the next couple of months based on what is and isn't working from the last couple of months. The last piece of reviewing your plan ladders up to your goals. So look at your financial goals and make those adjustments. Maybe you've added a goal in, but your income hasn't increased. So where do you need to make those adjustments? Maybe you've set a financial goal that you want to start a side hustle because you want to generate, I don't know, maybe a couple thousand dollars a month or $500 a month or a $1,000 a month in additional income to put towards your savings. How does this play into your plan? Okay, when you have that income, if you make that additional income, which goal is it going towards? Um, Keep in mind, student loan forbearance, there's very real chance that that actually actually ends in about a month. There's a lot of um, speculation that it might not, but it's unclear at this point in time if it like what that is going to look like. So if you have student loans and you haven't factored that into your plan, now's your time. You really got to do that. Um, So start thinking about these things and look at your broader plan. Make adjustments that make sense for your life. If you have questions about this, my email is always open. Send me an email. If you have the personal finance dashboard and you need a little help, send me an email. Um, And if you don't have the personal finance dashboard and you want to get it, you can use the code podcast1 for $10 off. It's always valid um, and it's always there for you if you want it. I'm also going to be running a sale soon. um, So you can wait it'll be 25% off for a couple of days as well, very, very soon. And I'm filming this on April 5th. So I guess if you're listening to this in a long time, sales over. (laughs) Um, Okay. So moving on to my next one, which is reviewing your routines. So I'm a big financial routine person. I'm a big routine person in general, like in my life and everything. But when it comes to financial routines, I'm pretty strict and I don't, you know break them honestly i think that again it's important for your finances to fit into your life but there are in my opinion things that you need to do on a regular cadence to see progress i think that people you know want to beat around the bush when it comes to planning and budgeting to like make everybody happy um creators in general will say like budgeting is a bad word like You know, it's all about lifestyle, whatever. It is. And I don't love the word budget either, um, which is ironic because it's in my entire brand name. But if I'm just going to say it. If building wealth was easy, everybody would do it. Like it's not an easy thing to do. It's something that you have to be intentional about. So if you are not willing to do a financial routine to check in on your finances regularly or monthly at a minimum, or just take the time, on a regular consistent basis to make sure what you're doing is working to pay attention to your finances. Like, I'm sorry, but it's going to be hard for you to build wealth. Like you're not just going to save money and, you know, invest a lot by doing nothing. Um, if you're not paying attention to your spending, if you're not intentionally moving money around into your investments, um, setting up automatic transfers, that kind of thing, you're not going to reach your goals. It's just the reality of the situation, whether or not, you want to hear it i'm just going to say it that's just what it is so if you don't have financial routines you need to create them and i'm very strict with myself on the financial routines that i do this is one of those instances where it's like i've made the promise to myself to save money and be intentional and because of that i am not willing to waver on these specific routines and that's a weekly routine and a monthly routine They're so important. They've made the absolute biggest difference in my financial trajectory because there are no secrets when it comes to my finances. I don't lie to myself. If something's not working, I'm honest about it. If I feel shame because of how I've spent, I allow myself to feel that way. And then I change my behavior by reflecting on it. It's very, very, very important to be implementing these kinds of routines. I like cannot emphasize it enough. So if you do not have financial routines in place this is your sign to implement them from now on Um, a weekly money routine is 15 minutes a week where you're just checking in on your expenses you're doing a little bit of self-reflection like how did i spend what's working what's not you're moving money if you need to and you're adjusting your budget for the week ahead i have so much content on this on my page so go look at that if you have questions about the details For a monthly money routine, you're basically doing a weekly routine, but in a lot more detail. So you're updating all your numbers for the month, your net worth, your total expenses, money you move to savings and investments, and money that you put towards debt payoff. You are making sure all your income and everything and your expenses are tracked. You're reviewing your budget. You're doing a deep dive on self-reflection. So I always have questions that I ask every week. Again, you can go look at all my content for more detail on that. I have so many videos around monthly money routines and you're actually making changes to your budget on a regular specific cadence as your life changes. If you're doing this every week and every month, spring cleaning your finances is like literally a breeze because you've already done it. You're just taking a final look, maybe making some final adjustments, but you've already done the heavy lifting on a consistent basis. Plus when you do this regularly, the maintenance and the lift becomes you know, so minor that it's not even a second thought. It's 10 minutes a week. If you don't do this consistently, that's where it becomes a burden. It becomes intimidating, then you fall off, and then it's really hard to get back into it because you have to play so much catch up. So I really, 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 really recommend doing a weekly and monthly money routine. Another thing too that you can set up is a payday routine. So when you get paid where's your money going. You can map out like I've got 10% going to my 401k. The rest of my money is deposited into my checking account. And then that money, you know, I go and pay off my credit card and then I Venmo my rent. And then I do this. Having some type of system in place is also really, really helpful for when that money hits your account. So you don't have lots and lots of money sitting in a checking account for long periods of time. So that is I guess the financial part of this spring cleaning so reviewing your goals reviewing your plan reviewing your routines now we're going to get into some other stuff related to like taxes because it's tax season as well as just overall financial organization this is really really key so the first one here is to clean up your paperwork since it's tax season i don't know about you but i have gotten so much mail Um, And so many emails about just like tax forms, tax forms that are available, my W-2, like all this stuff from, you know, California state for my um, business taxes. It's a lot. My insurance changed for my car, my premium or my like insurance plan ran out. So it had to re-up, um, just so many things going on. And as a result, so much mail. So I have a big accordion folder that I use, um, and Basically in it, there is a different folder for all of these different things. So I have a folder for all of my car related documents. So like my title, my insurance policy, um, my registration, all that kind of stuff is in there in that folder. I have one for my health insurance. So things that I get in the mail related to my health insurance, different claims, whatever, any bills that I get go in there. I have one for my tax return so my 2020 tax return i have one for my 2021 tax return and in those folders too are all of my tax documents for that year Um, i have my passport in there i have one for all of my 2022 forms tax forms that have come in i have one for um all of my now it's escaping me oh all of my like investment information so when i get Mail from Vanguard or mail from my 401k or anything like that, it all goes in there. When I get mail from my different banks, it all goes in there. I have one for all of my business registration forms. Like having one folder, it's almost like a file cabinet, but just for me, I don't need a full cabinet. So I just have this folder where any important stuff just goes in there. It's all organized, and as I get it, I put it there. And that way, you know. This could be a generational thing, but, like, I literally hate getting mail. I hate getting mail. I don't check my mail. I do now because I get a lot of mail. But, like, I hate getting mail because it feels wrong to throw it away, but, like, I don't need it. Um, And when certain things come through, like, you know, bank documents and stuff, it's like maybe I will need this one day. Like, I don't know. So I don't like to throw out important stuff like that. So having this folder, you know, gives me somewhere to put it. Um, Because that was my big issue is I just felt like I had so much paper everywhere and like it's just overwhelming and it causes a lot of clutter and I don't like that at all. So this having a folder like this that's organized that gives me a place to put stuff has been like absolutely life-changing. You need to get one. Um, So if you've gotten a lot of mail over the last couple of months and you have this big pile take some time and organize it, go get an accordion folder. I got one from target and it was like $10 came with the labels. Like I sat down for an hour last year, this time last year, and I just organized everything. And it was honestly, it felt therapeutic. And then now I have a place to put everything, which is honestly the best thing ever. So do that. Um, and, That also kind of ladders into my next point, which is file your taxes. So it is tax season. And when tax season rolls around by nature, there's a lot of paperwork, a lot of mail, a lot of forms that are so hard to keep track of. Um, Having a folder like this will help you keep all of your tax forms organized so you don't miss anything and also so you don't lose anything. Like it's so easy to lose all these forms because you kind of don't know what they are or what the point is. You just get them. Um, I hate taxes. I hate everything related to taxes. I hire an accountant to do it for me. And even just the admin work of like giving her the forms is overwhelming to me. I literally hate it so much. Um, But having this organization piece of it is really, really helpful. So moving into filing your taxes. If you have not filed your taxes yet, you've got two weeks. Um... My taxes are still not filed. I had to file an extension because I had to like redo my IRA from last year because I over contributed or I contributed to my Roth, but I you know surpassed the total income limit because of my business income. Because last year I was registered as a sole proprietor, so all of my business income counts on my personal return. I've changed that for this year, um, and now I'm an LLC with an S corp election, and. Um, But anyways, for last year, my taxes still haven't been filed. I'm waiting on a form, but I did file an extension. So I have a little bit more time Um, and my accountant is handling it all. But if you haven't filed your taxes, you need to. Um, If you are just like a normal person who works a job um, and you get a W-2, like you don't need to hire an accountant. You can just do H&R Block or TurboTax. It's like a hundred bucks. Super, super easy. They do it all for you. You just need those couple of forms. Um, and then you'll get your tax return. There should be no reason why you haven't done it yet. If that's your situation, because it's so easy, it takes an hour and you have to file your taxes. Um, so here's your reminder if you haven't done that yet. Um, but if you are someone who's, you know, intimidated by taxes, I totally get it. I'm right here with you. You got to gather all of your forms. Um, another thing that I like to do is almost like digital folders. Well, not almost, like they are digital folders. So, on my laptop, I have a digital folder for again, every single tax year that I've had this computer for. Um, and basically, I have all of my tax forms that I've pulled down digitally in that folder. So, any 1099s that I got, my W2 from work, um W9s that I've sent to different companies, for my business, um, all my investment forms, my high yield savings account interest form, like all that kind of stuff I have saved in a folder so I know what I've given to my accountant and so that if somebody needs something from me, I have it all in an easy to access place. Again, with your taxes, there's so much paperwork in so many forms that it's so overwhelming. So having a place to put it as you get it is so important and then having that to go back and reference in the future is also so important. So like in my 2021 folder, I have all the forms that I submitted on my tax return. And then I also have the final copy of my tax return. Um, Cause sometimes you don't know in the future, like if you're applying to get approved for a mortgage or something, you have to provide prior year tax returns. So it's really important to keep all of those things in one place and in an organized section. So if you don't have this dedicate some time this weekend or over the next week or so, probably like an hour or two, and go through and do all of this. I'll preface it with, it's going to suck, but you can make it a pleasant experience. Um, Usually when I do tax stuff, I like to like go to a coffee shop, get a coffee, you know, maybe get something to eat and just set myself up to be in a better frame of mind and also in a public place. Obviously, you know, be careful about who's looking at your screen, but I like to do stuff like that in public because I can't get distracted by being in my house, and I feel like people are looking at me even though they're not, so I'm way less likely to go on my phone, and I'm much more concentrated on what I'm doing. That's why I love working in coffee shops because I'm self-conscious, so if I feel like people are judging me, which again, they're literally not, um, but if I feel that way, then I'm way more focused on what I'm doing, and then I'll just get it done way faster. Um, moving into my last piece here is clearing out your subscriptions. So going through all of your different subscription costs, um, that you have, whether that be streaming services, like do you have Netflix, Hulu, HBO max, all the things. And do you use all of those? If not, go through and cancel some of them. Um, and then review what you are paying for in subscriptions beyond streaming services. So like I pay for Okay, my camera battery died, so I am back. Sorry for the little weird abrupt change. Um, But basically, I pay for Medium every month. I love Medium so much. It's my favorite, favorite, favorite way to read just like opinion or op-ed type of articles about personal finance, career, working from home, business, all that fun stuff. It's $5 a month. Um, I also pay for the Oro app, which is $20 a month. That's my like workout app that I use um, I use it, you know, five or six times a week. I think it's the best app ever. One of my favorite things to do now is Pilates from home. And there are so many different classes on there. So I love it. It's by Sweats in the City. So if you want to learn more about that, you should go check out their page. And then what else do I pay for? I also pay for um, Spotify, non-negotiable. I love Spotify. It's worth every penny. It's only 10 bucks a month. So I spend $35-ish a month on subscriptions. My medium subscription, though, counts as a business expense. So that's not money that I pay. Like, that's business money. Um, But Oro and Spotify, I plan on my personal budget. So make sure you go through your subscriptions, check what you are and aren't using, and cancel stuff. If you're not using it on, you know, at least 50% of the month, why are you paying for it? Streaming stuff, all of my streaming services, I'm very, very lucky and grateful my parents pay for because it's all like through our cable at home. So we have one login and we each have our own little like section of it, you know, on Netflix. So you can set up like four different users. So I don't pay for any of those, which is awesome. Um, But if I did, honestly, I'd probably only have Netflix. I don't think I would pay for the other ones, maybe Netflix and HBO. Um, Moving on to this last piece here and i want to go quick because i'm nervous that my camera's going to die again is like a digital declutter um this is very very important and it can span from cleaning up your desktop so i like to do this with my work laptop and my personal laptop i take a lot of screenshots i download a lot of stuff so i like to go through and just like get rid of all of the stuff that is clouding up my computer that i don't use frees up space Um, And I also like to go through, clean out my email. So I currently have in my email like 5,000 unread emails. Um, It's all spam stuff, which is so annoying, but I've let it get really bad and overwhelming. So I recommend spending like 10 minutes a day for a week or two going through your email, deleting stuff and unsubscribing from stuff because that way, eventually you'll get to a point where you don't have a ton of stuff in your email. I hate getting like lots of spam emails and stuff. So I would recommend doing that. A digital declutter is very, very, very important. Um, it again, will keep you organized so stuff doesn't pile up. Um, so yeah, that is my spring cleaning podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed this. I'm going to wrap it up pretty quickly. As always, make sure you're following me on Instagram, TikTok. Um, Subscribe to my YouTube channel. If you want a discount on the PFD, you can use the code PODCAST1. And I will catch you guys in the next episode.